You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to the Truth Report. I'm Barry Nussbaum. The Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, JCPOA, commonly known as the Iran Nuclear Deal, is the International Agreement on the Nuclear Program of Iran, reached in Vienna on July 14, 2015. It was between Iran, the P5 plus 1, the five permanent members of the United Nations Security Council, China, France, Russia, the United Kingdom, United States, plus Germany, and the European Union. When it was finally announced, it was promoted within the United States by President Obama and his staff as the major milestone in international diplomacy and sold to the American public and the Congress as the deal that would prevent Iran from obtaining nuclear weapons. It was a lie then, and anyone that tells you that the deal is going according to plan is lying to you now. As best as we can estimate, the Iran nuclear deal was simply a way to funnel money to the brutal and radical Islamic theocracy that runs Iran under the cover of a peace deal at the same time, guaranteeing that Iran would uh, go nuclear as soon as the deal expired or earlier if they cheat. As we have reported many times, including our three-part analysis of the Iran nuclear deal produced in 2015, the JCPOA is a peace deal in the tradition of the negotiation concluded by British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain with Nazi dictator Adolf Hitler in 1938. It enabled Hitler to launch World War II. Today, on The Truth Report, we will look at the JCPOA and its results in two areas, missile development, and prisoner exchanges. Oh, one more thing. The supreme leader of Iran, Ayatollah Khamenei, never approved the deal and didn't sign it, and it was never signed by Iran. The world signed, Iran didn't. Experts agree the most profound violation of the JCPOA and its corresponding UN resolutions is Iran's refusal to stop ballistic missile testing. The point is, once you have a nuclear weapon, the question is, how do you deliver it? And the answer, in most circumstances, is by ballistic missile delivery. The JCPOA was aimed at curbing Iran's nuclear program in exchange for relief from international sanctions. After the deal was reached, the United Nations Security Council, which had imposed sanctions on Iran to pressure it to negotiate in the first place, adopted its resolution 2231. The resolution endorsed the deal and outlined conditions under which sanctions are to be lifted. Under the resolution, ballistic missile restrictions expire after eight years, but are limited until then. It's important to note that the Iran deal is not the same as the UN Security Council Resolution 2231. The JCPOA was officially implemented in January 2016 after the IAEA certified that Iran had complied with all nuclear-related measures it agreed to in July of 2015. Yet, Iran continues to test ballistic missiles and says it will not stop. The JCPOA does not 
prohibit or limit testing or development of ballistic missiles, but the UN resolution does. It contains certain restrictions relating to ballistic missiles. So how is Iran able to continue testing missiles and launching missiles? Experts say the resolution's language allows Iran to argue that its ballistic missiles do not fit within the restrictions laid out in Resolution 2231. Previous UN resolutions had stated the Security Council decides that Iran shall not undertake any activity related to ballistic missiles capable of delivering nuclear weapons. But get this, the new resolution, 2231, states Iran is called upon not to undertake any activity related to ballistic missiles designed to be capable of delivering nuclear weapons, including launches using such ballistic missile technology. So get this, the language changed from decides Iran shall not to Iran is called upon. That sounds like a request. It's a softening in tone, signaling a more non-legally binding appeal. This change was made precisely because the Iran deal does not contain any limits on the country's missile programs. It is perfectly respectable for opponents of the agreement to object to the Iran deal on these grounds, me included. The JCPOA removes missile-related sanctions without requiring Iran to limit its missile programs. Are you hearing me? Further, the new resolution refers to missiles designed to be capable of delivering nuclear weapons rather than capable of such delivery. Iran has launched two missiles with Israel must be wiped out written on the side in Hebrew as the country continues to ignore criticism over its ballistic weapon tests. The rockets were test-fired in Iran's eastern all-bores mountain range in a new show of force by the Islamic Republic as U.S. Vice President Joe Biden visited Israel. So Iran now argues its missiles are not designed for such capability. See the subtle difference? Most of the world disputes this loophole in the agreement, as do I, especially when Iran parades its missiles before launching them with slogans in Farsi like death to America and death to the Jews written on them, and then they launch those missiles. Now, let's examine the prisoner swap. When President Barack Obama announced the one-time gesture of releasing Iranian-born prisoners who were not charged with terrorism or any violent offenses last year, his administration presented the move as a modest trade-off for the greater good of the Iran nuclear agreement and Tehran's pledge to free five Americans in exchange. Obama and other administration representatives weren't telling the whole story on the January 2016 highly choreographed rollout of the prisoner swap and the simultaneous implementation of the six-party nuclear deal. In a reciprocal humanitarian gesture, six Iranian-Americans and one Iranian-serving sentences or awaiting trial in the United States are being granted clemency. These individuals were not charged with terrorism or any violent offenses. They're civilians, and the release is a one-time gesture to Iran, given the oppor unique opportunity offered by this moment and the larger circumstances at play. And it reflects our willingness to engage with Iran to advance our mutual interests, even as we ensure the national security of the United States. According to a political investigation now out, in his address to the American people, 
Obama portrayed the seven men he freed as civilians. The senior official described them as businessmen convicted of or awaiting trial for mere sanctions-related offenses or violations of the trade embargo and nothing more. America, you got lied to. In reality, some of these people accused by Obama's own Justice Department of posing threats to national security. Three of those were originally part of an illegal procurement network supplying Iran with U.S.-made microelectronics with applications in surface-to-air and cruise missiles like the kind Tehran test-fired recently. That prompted a still-escalating exchange of threats with the Trump administration. Another one of those civilians was serving an eight-year sentence for conspiring to supply Iran with satellite technology and hardware. As part of the deal, U.S. officials even dropped their demand for a $10 million judgment that a jury said the aerospace engineer illegally received from Tehran as a payment. And in a series of highly unpublicized court filings, the Justice Department dropped charges and international arrest warrants against 14 other men, all of them fugitives from justice. But the administration didn't disclose their names or what they were accused of doing, noting only that the U.S. also removed any Interpol red notices and dismissed all charges against 14 Iranians whom it was assessed extradition requests would likely be unsuccessful. Three of the fugitives allegedly sought to lease Boeing aircraft for an Iranian airline that authorities said had supported Hezbollah, the U.S.-designated terrorist organization. A fourth was charged with conspiring to buy thousands of U.S.-made assault rifles and illegally importing them into Iran. A fifth was charged with smuggling U.S. military antennas to Hong Kong and Singapore for use in Iran. U.S. authorities also believe he was part of a procurement network providing Iran with high-tech components for an especially deadly type of IED used by Shiite militias to kill hundreds of American troops in Iraq. And the biggest fish of all, Syed Al-Bofazl Shahab Jamili, who had been charged with being part of a conspiracy that from 2005 to 2012 procured thousands of parts with nuclear applications for Iran out of China. That included hundreds of U.S.-made sensors for the uranium enrichment centrifuges in Iran, whose progress had prompted the nuclear deal talks in the first place. The reaction by the feds Startling. Federal prosecutors and agents, when they learned the true extent of the releases, were shocked and angry. Some had spent years, if not decades, working to penetrate the global proliferation networks that allowed Iranian arms traders both to obtain these crucial materials for Tehran's illegal nuclear and ballistic missile programs, and in some cases, to provide dangerous materials to other countries. Oh my gosh. So in summary, the Obama administration traded spies and enables of the Iran nuclear weaponization program and missile program back to Iran in exchange for American civilians. Like Washington Post reporter Jason Rizanian, Jason Rizanian, who was the newspaper's Tehran bureau chief, arrested in 2014 and charged with spying, an allegation his paper strongly denies. 
The three other Iranian-American prisoners released include a former U.S. Marine who was arrested in 2011 while visiting his grandmother. Why? Iran accused him of working for the CIA. And Saeed Abendini, a convert to Christianity who was working to build an orphanage in Iran, and he was detained in 2012. One last thought for you. Iranian President Hassan Rouhani handily won re-election for president a few days ago. He won in a landslide after he and all the candidates running were approved by the governing council led by the supreme leader Ayatollah Khamenei. So don't expect any changes in Iranian foreign policy, including removal of the death to America and death to Israel messages on their ballistic missiles being launched consistently. The old guy is the same guy as the new guy. Stay in touch. We'll be following up on this story. There are more issues relating to Iran and the JCPOA that we will want to know about and discuss with you. As President Trump visits the Middle East this week, we hope that he will begin revisiting the JCPOA as he promised he would during his campaign for president. You can write to me directly by sending me an email to barry at americantruthproject.org and go to our website where you can sign up to be on our mailing list so you will never miss an important episode. It's free. Make sure you stop by. You can handle the truth and we intend to bring it to you. I'm Barry Nussbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.